You're tuned to Listener Driven Jazz 88. I'm Peter Solomon. Russ Johnson is a trumpeter, composer, and improviser who teaches at University of Wisconsin Parkside, and he's going to be in town Saturday evening to play in a quartet performance at Jazz Central at 8 o'clock. I caught up with him via Zoom to learn more about his music and that upcoming performance. Uh, really happy to have you here. Russell, can you uh, tell me a little bit, first of all, about uh, your background, where you're from, and, and when you started playing jazz? Sure, happy to. Um, and thank you for having me on. Uh, <laughs> I'm originally from Racine, Wisconsin, and it's one of those things where I kind of left as soon as I could. Uh, so when I was 18, I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston. Unfortunately, I could only afford to spend a year there due to some financial considerations. And then I, I went back to Racine and then I basically moved to New York when I was about 22. So in 1988, I was in New York for 23 years from 88 to 2011. You know, I, I did as, as brass players do when I first moved to New York, I did a lot of salsa and cumbia bands. I did everything. I just worked. I did a Broadway subbing and national tours and European tours of Broadway shows. But I moved to New York to be a jazz musician, to be a creative artist, and I was able to do that, uh, focus on that, almost specifically for the last like 15 years there. The first 10 years, I was just basically, you know, trying to work and pay the bills and do everything that you have to do to exist in New York City. And after that, I was able to uh, kind of find my niche. A lot of the music that I've been asked to play when I'm not uh, the leader is, is music that's generally pretty complex. And either that or very open music that is, you know, highly improvised. But I started out as, as somebody who was, you know, learning to play bebop and all those things. So I was in New York until 2011. I'm on a ton of records. I played with a bunch of pretty well-known people. And in 2010, I was offered a, a teaching position at the U University of Wisconsin Parkside, which is in Kenosha. It's basically 40 minutes south of Milwaukee, an hour north of Chicago. So if I was going to leave New York, it seemed like kind of the perfect spot for me. I knew the, you know, I knew some musicians in Chicago, and I always respected and loved the scene there. So for me, that was really the draw health insurance, <laughs> mm -hmm. as well as the, the, the Chicago community. So I was fortunate enough, shortly after I, I got here, I was able to uh, kind of connect with the Chicago scene, and I've been deeply involved with that scene since 2011, when I got here. So um, I know that you've done a lot of work, I guess you might call it in, in the field of avant-garde jazz, for lack of a better descriptor. Um, and you actually re-recorded Eric Dolphy's album, Out to Lunch, at one point. Can you talk about some of the musicians that kind of inspired that work? That's a really interesting story. I'm, some, I'm a composer as well, and I rarely, if ever, play other people's music unless it's somebody who's a leader. I don't make a habit of doing that things like that. But I was approached by Merkin Hall, which is a big concert hall in New York City. Uh, they were doing a series where they asked uh, an artist to present a record. They asked me to, to do Dolphy's Out to Lunch. 
uh, and I'm a huge fan of that music and that record. So I, I, you know, jumped at the chance to do that. And so I basically transcribed the entire record and we performed it as a one-off concert in New York City at Merkin Hall. And then it kind of took on a life of its own. The festival in Paris asked us to play festival in Berlin. And then a record label, Enger Records, out of Europe, asked me to record it, which is, you know, it's kind of unheard of for a record label to be reaching out to an artist and asking them to record it. So it was completely unintentional. It was supposed to be one gig, and it ended up turning into this thing. And basically, I mean, the, the music on that on that record is iconic, and I didn't change anything. I didn't rearrange anything. Every I, I used different instrumentation. I added piano instead of vibraphone because I really wanted Myra Melford, who's an incredible pianist. So I basically just transcribed all of the written material and then left the improvisation up to us. We created some of our own things. We took some of the stuff that Dolphy was doing, but, but basically I wanted the improvisation section to be more of like my contribution to the music. So that doesn't really talk about the influences. I mean, a, a pivotal moment for me was when I was in New York City, I started going to the Knitting Factory uh, mm. Club in, in, in Lower Manhattan in the early 90s and mid-90s. And there was a scene there that was definitely different from what I had listened to as far as like straight ahead jazz. And that really was inspiring. And I had a band called The Other Quartet that I co-led with the saxophonist Ohad Talmor. And we were on the Knitting Factory label and that allowed us to tour all over the globe, really. It's, you know, a lot of my influences, my main influence is probably Miles Davis. He's the reason I play. Uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of all different kinds of music and, and all different, you know, genres of jazz. I don't, I don't consider myself to be an avant-garde player. I love playing beautiful melodies. I love playing chord changes. I love playing very strict pulse. I also love playing music that's really open. The, the, the saying goes, I'm, I'm too in for the out guys and too out for the in guys. As far as and I'm happy to be in that spot where I'm kind of in the cracks between what are considered two, two different worlds. Can you talk about the music that you're going to be playing Friday night? Sure, happy to. So I did a record um, in 2018 called Headlands with a, a group of Chicago musicians, Rob Clearfield on keyboard, Matt Eulery on bass, and John Deitemeyer on drums. And uh, that was a commission for the Hyde Park Jazz Festival in Chicago. The curator there, uh, Kate Dumbleton, had asked me to do something a, a new project. So I created this, this project and I wrote a bunch of music. Abinette and I have been talking about playing together. We've played together a couple of times, but we talked about doing something together. And he asked me literally a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, could we do the Headlands record? So I said, sure. So uh, as a matter of fact, last night I sent them the music, but last night I was going through all the charts, making sure everything's cool. And, and so we're playing, at least the music of mine that we're playing is mainly going to be off of this record from 2018 called Headlands. And that's a through composed suite. It's basically like a 50 minute suite. So that'll be the first set. And then the second set, Abinette is, is chosen some tunes that we're going to be playing and kind of you know again my my music is is kind of this in-between stuff and then the tunes that Abinette picked are, are more like tunes which I'd love to play you know people that think I'm an avant-garde trumpet player I think oftentimes just haven't really um, checked out what I do because I, a lot of the stuff I do is very tonal very simple very hopefully very beautiful beautiful to my ears 
yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited, and, and the band is, you know, I've been up with together a great band uh, with Ted Olson and Brian Nichols, so that'll be super fun. I've been speaking with trumpeter Russ Johnson. He's playing Saturday evening at 8 at Jazz Central, along with drummer Abinette Berhanu, also Ted Olson on bass, and Brian Nichols on piano. I'm Peter Solomon for Jazz 88.